Hello folks and welcome to another episode of Daughter Talks with Adam Jacobs. That's me, I'm Adam Jacobs. I'll have to be Adam Jacobs, wouldn't I? Because there can't be anyone else. And the only other people with me are the dog and my little baby girl, Aoife Daisy Jacobs. <laughs> Aoife Daisy Jacobs, that's right folks. I am off for another walk around the park. Doggo's got to do some poos. Yeah, so, I, probably more information than you needed. But it's the same story everywhere around the world. There's the pack, there's the dog, and he needs to do poos. So, there you go, don't forget to pick the poos up, you've got to pick them up. It's pretty disgusting when you think about it, but I have to say, when Doggo does a good poo, I'm kind of proud of it. So I might come across people as I go, and I might say hello to people and chat and a bit of a talk with them and stuff. It's weird, it's weird, because I'm in public doing a podcast. Very strange. And some couple of dudes coming to me right now with skateboards and all the rest of it. And all the bub's looking at me saying, what the bloody hell are you doing, mate? How are you going? How are you doing? Yes, I know. Whingy face. She's a bit whingy face today, but that happens. So this is a podcast where I prepare myself for the big conversations I've got to have with people. Not with people, with with Aoife. I mean, she is people, don't get me wrong. It's not like she's an alien or anything. <sighs> big conversations I've got to have with Aoife when she's old enough and she starts tuning in and wants to know about things like where's a really cheap place to get lots of posters printed? She's probably going to be on one of those Funkabilly girl bands, you know? That uh, thing about how, you know, uh, graffitiing toilet doors has become too politically incorrect. And they've got to change the dialogue. Something like that. You know what I mean. That sort of thing. So, she's going to come to me and she's going to say, Dad, this, that and the other thing. What about it? And this podcast suggests that she might come to me at some stage... I'm pretty sure she will, and ask the question, Dad, do I have to be on trend, Dad? Do I have to know what what the, what the current thing is, Dad? Do I have to be a victim to the, to the to fashion, Dad? And why is it? Why do we have, why do we have trends and fashions? And why do they come and go? Why do we have these, these periods of time defined by certain pop culture characteristics oh well FIFA it's a good question I'm glad you asked it look cycles within cycles sweetheart I'll say to her it's cycles within cycles and it's just like any machine that affects that operates effectively there is usually more than one moving part and that's what defines a machine essentially and that's what human society is. It is a machine that is characterised by parts moving within a bigger concept. Hmm. She'll go. Oh, okay. So, so a uh, so a trend, a movement, a a kind of group think sort of sense of what is effective at any given moment in time 
is really a byproduct of making sure the machine we call society operates effectively. And I'm going to like, Hoover, that is so... You've really taken what I've said and repackaged it in a way that I think it perfectly... It's perfectly appointed Altilla. And she goes, well, I'll take after you, Dad. And I'll go, <laughs> do you ever, sweetheart? Do you ever? All right, so what is it? What's your role within that machine? Okay, fair enough. Let's accept for a moment that smaller habit-forming concepts, which is really what a trend is, it's like a communal habit, isn't it? Like saying, right, I really like doing this over and over and over. And I think we should all do it. And then everyone goes, yeah, okay, I like it. Because there's something about the efficiency that that suggests. It's something about the efficiency that it offers. Even those people we call, isn't it funny? Even the people bucking the trend end up become defined in terms of their stereotype. Which is really what stereotyping is, isn't it? Stereotyping is the pigeonholing of all sorts of things. And their stereotype with the big S and their stereotype with the little S, I suggest. I'm not entirely sure I know what that means, but I accept to say that, yes, black, white, girl, boy, homosexual, heterosexual, essentially are all very powerful stereotypical words, one would argue. So I'll probably their stereotype with the big S. Is that how that works? But then what about baker, librarian? Uh... Rockabilly, I already mentioned that. Disco. If you're a fan of disco, you're sort of stereo, you're stereotyped. It's with a little s. You know, all these things are still group people towards defining a sense of efficiency. Because once people exist within you know, a closed understanding, within a closed concept, then it's easier to see how balanced the machine is. Of course, in terms of arts, the arts, we just we need balance just like we're doing everything else. We need to have a sense of commentary. We do. Now the dog is on a bloody. What are you sniffing, mate? What are you, he's got a scent. He's chasing a scent. I don't know if it exists really. If he's already done one big poo. All right. So what is your responsibility within this system? Well, you can be an observer. That's the first thing. And this machine needs observers, it does. If you are an observer, then you can more or less take it and leave it, as it so happens. However, you will feel a distinct sense that you're not engaged. And that's not always a good thing. And also, it's pretty hard for you to resist your own fancy, your own f things that you like. You can't be purely wholly an observer. But you should be an observer. So that's the point number one. Everyone, regardless of how prescribed you are in terms of your social place, in terms of your big S stereotype and your little S stereotype, you should be an observer in the first instance. Totally impartial, which means accepting the viewpoints of people that you would otherwise not agree with. And also challenging the people that you do agree with. Or at least in your own mind allowing for the opportunity to challenge the people that you would normally agree with. Hmm. So, when it comes to trends, don't be blind. Step back, don't be afraid to observe. Deserve the nuances of it. To ask the question, where did this come from? How did it begin? What is the why? What is the where? And what is the 
so forth. I made that one up. But you know, well, I'm not going through all the W's, am I? We'll go through all of them full. You know what they are. Who, what, when, where, how, why? <sighs> Be the observer. Next thing, if you're a participant in a trend, which you probably are, probably a participant in some sort of, some sort of prescriptive thing, then be fully aware of the essential ingredients. Essential ingredients. And this comes back to being the observer. That's too. If there's, if it's a philosophically driven thing, just like sort of punk rock was back in the day, which it kind of is, is still probably the only pop cultural art that's become, that's managed to retain to to a certain extent, it's uh, it's anti-establishment roots. Uh, talking about pop culture, I mean, I can be challenged on these things. I don't mind. Don't, I'm not telling you that I'm 100% on that, any of it. Crikey. Whew. Sorry, Eva, I'm not, mate. I'm not 100% on any of it. But it doesn't mean that what I'm saying isn't true. If you think about it, I'm pretty sure you realise. Crikey, that was bloody right. That's what you'll realise. You will realise that. So, be the observer in the first instance. If you're a participant, understand the essential ingredients. The essential ingredients can be all sorts of things like anti-establishment. Philosophy can also be like a sense of social justice. could be a, a driving force of your... be the driving force of your... Uh, experience. Oh. oh, I've got to cross the road now and there's lawnmower happening on the side of the street. This is very, very exciting. Stop. And come. Come on, doggo. He's doing a good job. He's across the road. A little bit scared of the... Oh, and there's another dog in the fence there. It's all very exciting. Hello, mate. How are you going? Oh, it's all happening here. Our doggo's going to do a wee in the bush just to show off to the other dog that he's free and he's not. He's caught in the backyard. Oh, how very exciting. Essential ingredients. Understand why you are doing it. <sighs> what else are we going to say about it? What else indeed? What else are we going to say about trends and fads? Fads. That's the word, isn't it? Fads. Other thing to realize, but this is point number three. This will be the last thing, I guess, is that they come and they go. They disappear. They are transient. You need to understand that fads are transient. They don't last forever. So enjoy it while it lasts. Because you won't be committing to it forever. And I suggest that you adopt the attitude that you may not be committed to something forever. That you are just like everything else in nature. Prone to changes and cycles and movement. So it doesn't mean it doesn't affect your passion for the thing. It just means that you're accepting that everything is has packaged within it uh, a transitional component. So it is it, being a victim of a fad. It's really you displaying in sort of strident terms your ability to transition 
to who knows what, which is exciting. And that's the great thing about fully embracing an ideology. All right, I think that's enough. I think that's, that's all she'll want to know at this stage, of course, whenever that is. Thanks very much for listening.